I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball and, of course, the defending World Series champion Cubs. Hi, right, this is Ken, also known as Rice Cube on Twitter. With me, back from a long hiatus, is our fearless leader, Ben Anokatuli. How are you doing, sir? Fantastic. It's been a long time since I've been in the studio with you. Yep. Uh, studio. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, how's marriage? Marriage. <laughs> marriage life is fantastic. Yeah. Don't believe the rumors that it ends your life. It is fantastic, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's been a month, right? Uh, yeah, a month, a week, and a couple of days. Oh, okay. So it, it has been more than a month, which is good. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a good time. You guys hang out with each other, and don't forget to file joint. Oh, yes. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to figure out if I need to change my W-2 from single to married. Uh, you or if I should just have... leave it. No, I think you have to change your W-4, though, because uh, now that you're married, like, depending on what happens, you can claim, like, more allowances. Or Yeah, you, you should probably talk to somebody who is more of a tax lawyer than I am, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, so we got ourselves a quickie plan now that the Cubs have officially swept away the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Nothing's better than sweeping the Cardinal. Yeah. And they are guaranteed to be in first place by the time they hit Milwaukee later on this week. So uh, my son and I opened up our sports crate earlier. Uh, We want to talk about how the Cubs are basically in control of their own destiny. They got a decent enough bullpen, despite the fact that, you know, some people don't trust them. Uh, Good enough rotation. Some injuries, but it seems like everybody's coming back okay. So something's going on with the medical staff, or maybe they're just lucky. Uh, the whole Wilson, Contreras, John Lackey debacle, oh. and some outlook into October. How's that for a plan, sir? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. As the spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us yearning for tomorrow. Okay, so uh, I know you you were watching a movie towards the end end of it, but uh, you probably saw the go-ahead hit that Jason Hayward had. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was listening on the radio because I don't have cable and it was on TBS for some reason. But, uh, yeah, it was great. Like, Pat Hughes had a really exciting call, and I thought they might score a few more. But uh, thank goodness for clutch hits from the bottom of the order. No, absolutely. I mean, it was a fantastic series all the way around. They got just enough offense, and the bullpen was fantastic. The bullpen over, I believe, nine full innings pitched. Did not give up a single run this series. Now, how's that for impressive? It's pretty good. I mean, if the runs were only given up by the starters and the starters were never in danger of losing in the first place, you you got yourself a pretty good time. And uh, considering that this is essentially a six-game swing for the Cubs, like they not only gained the game, actually three games now on the Cardinals uh, by virtue of the sweep. They also gained a game on the Mar- uh, the Milwaukee Brewers because they were playing the Marlins in Milwaukee for reasons that w- we can talk about later. But it's really nice to know that now that Magic number is 10, there are 13 games to go. Essentially, the other teams have to win out, and the Cubs can go 500, and they'd still be in good shape. And I don't think – the Cubs are going 500 to end the season. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Well, you know, it might happen, but it's very unlikely to happen, and that's kind of where, where I'm at right now because we never know when the ball is going to bounce all weird and, you know, uh, just uh, with the nature of the beast, right? Baseball is just so weird, but I, I feel pretty good about it. I am – I'm very confident the Cubs are going to win the division. 
it's not official. It's not guaranteed. It's not locked up, but it's just about locked up. A lot has to go wrong for, for the Cubs to blow this. Yeah, uh, and once you get in, yeah. all you need to do is get in. Look no further than the '83 win Cardinals from from 2006, who went on to win the World Series. Yeah. Get in, and you have just as much of a shot as anybody. It's not always the best team that wins. It's the hottest team. Yep, and uh, let's actually, uh, we we could do this later, but I think for now, Cleveland has clinched their division. Houston yep. finally clinched their division. Uh-huh. The Nats clinched their division uh, earlier this week, and the Dodgers clinched a playoff spot, but not the division because their closest competitors in the West are actually the two wildcard leaders. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty interesting uh, season right now. Right now, in the last thirteen games, we're we're starting to look at clinchers, and I, I think it, it might be possible that one of the AL wild card teams clinches before the Cubs even clinch the division because of how close Milwaukee and St. Louis are. This is like, other than the AL East, the closest division race that we have left. Yeah, I mean. It's probably the most competitive division in baseball. And a lot of people thought that the division was going to suck. And myself included, I thought the Cubs were going to run away with it, possibly 120 games, just looking at how crap the division looked. But both the Cardinals and the Brewers are much better than we thought they were. Maybe a bit due to the Cubs not being as good as we thought they'd be, for whatever reasons you want to give them. But the cup, the I know National League Central has three teams above 500, and I think there's only one other division that has that, and that's the National League West. Yep, and uh, I I want to go back to something you said earlier about uh, how, it, you know, we we have issues, right? The Cubs have to have so many things go wrong, and if you want to do this for the sake of argument, they have had a lot of things go wrong, like the team just wasn't good in the first half and then they went on a tear like they did in 2015 and 2016 so it it was very interesting how things came to be it's almost as if hey you're not just playing the first 100 games you're playing all 162 and over 162 like Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer have said it's a meritocracy the good teams tend to rise to the top and it's very good that you know uh, the team was set up to win for years because otherwise Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer probably would have sold at the at the deadline, and it, we're very glad that they did not. Yeah, I mean they added some couple good pieces with Jose Quintana, despite what people want to say about him. He's had like what twelve twelve starts with the Cubs. Yeah, and nine of them have been right. nine of them have been quality starts. One he missed by an out that was today. Yeah. And then he's only had two so. really bad outings. So he's doing his job. He's pitching well, despite what people want to say about him. Yeah, it sucks losing Jimenez and Cease, but we have no idea what they're going to be when they reach the majors. Jimenez looks like he's going he's gonna to dominate, but we've seen guys tear up the minors and then just fall flat on their face once they get to the majors. Not yeah. saying that's going to be Jimenez, but the possibility is still there. But with Quintana, we know we have a proven a proven pitcher who's pretty damn good. And he's been like the most consistent pitcher in baseball the past few years. And that's coming from the American League. It just takes a bit of adjustment switching leagues. And I think we're starting to see that in his last few starts. Yeah, I, I I didn't know the it was twelve. I thought it was either it was a little less, but then again, it's been like more than more than two months since he was traded here. But uh, yeah, you're pretty much right. He's always gone at least five innings in every single one of the starts, and that mm-hmm. helps a lot. And he's only really had two stinkers, and that you know both of them obviously they lost, but uh, it didn't help that you know they. And one of the sinkers that he he threw, they only scored one run, and that does happen. But uh, the Cubs, uh, if you 
have been following on Twitter, they apparently are either tops or uh, second to the Colorado Rockies because the Colorado Rockies play on the moon, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, they they are now either first or second in uh, runs scored in the National League, and that's kind of hard to believe considering how hard it was for them to score for so long. Yeah, I mean, it helps when you score double digits in like three or four games in a week. Yeah. So it's, the offense is starting to come together. The pitching staff is starting to pitch really well. The bullpen is isn't starting to look great. Like I said, they pitched nine innings this series against the Cardinals and did not give up a single run. And that includes probably the biggest outing of his Cubs career from Justin Wilson. Yeah. He got a really big out a couple games ago. I mean, that was yeah. his signature moment so far. Yeah, he and had, if he can uh, build off that, he's going to be a force. And probably a closer next year if they don't re-sign Davis, which isn't really expected. Yeah, they might. Uh, it, it's not like uh, he's old or broken or anything. So I, I feel like that's a possibility. But with Justin Wilson, you know, he had, he's been having such struggles for so long trying to find a strike zone. And maybe that's just a tweak that Fazio has to work with him for. But uh, considering that huge strikeout to to keep the game, I, I, I don't even remember if it was like the go-ahead run was – was was on second and the bases were loaded, but he made the strikeout to end the inning, and that was really huge. Yeah, and was, I believe that 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 was uh, that was great. That, yeah, that, that was, was the game. lucky game. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Kyle Hendricks first, though. Do you realize that he's uh like before when he was only throwing eighty three, eighty four miles an hour, and now he's throwing like high eighties, uh, pretty consistently. So it's almost like the Cubs decided to just take it easy after a long postseason and they're ramping up at just the right time. It's kind of interesting how that works. Yeah. I mean, the only, I guess, concerns with the rotation are Lester right now, who's basically been using his last few starts as his rehab assignment because the minors are pretty much shut down. And then Arietta, who we have no idea what to expect from him when he comes back from the disabled list, or not the disabled list, but temporary hiatus due to injury. Yeah, I, I think he'll be okay because they said he threw uh, on Sunday afternoon or and Saturday, and he felt good. Uh, he was doing runs. He was doing some a few sprints, and it seemed like he was doing okay. So I think been incredibly lucky about that uh, with – the fact that, you know, all these injuries aren't season-ending. They're, they're not like the Mets who, you know, you sneeze on a guy and suddenly he's out for the year. There's something interesting going on with the Cubs in terms of both luck and in terms of treatment where they're, they're just doing better than before. And maybe that, that's a function of them having a better clubhouse and facilities at Wrigley Field now. Maybe that's because of personnel. I don't really know, but they – you know, other than Kyle Schwarber going down for these pretty much the entire season after break, uh, tearing his knee ligament, everybody's been able to come back within a few weeks. And it's it's pretty fortunate, and I think we should really appreciate that. And that includes Cyborg Chris Bryant and yeah. Javier Baez, who both took a significant time at various points this year and both missed like a game of each after each injury, and that's just because they wanted to take it easy. Yeah. And the Cubs have been very fortunate this year. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it because they're struggling, or, quote, struggling to put away the division right now. They got the four-game lead with a uh, off day coming up, but it's really nice to know that, you know, somebody's looking down on them and smiling because, yeah, otherwise I'm not really sure where – uh, the Cubs would be because the depth isn't as good as we want, want it to be. And, you know, obviously there's like low minors guys starting to trickle up to double A and so on. But yeah, most of the really, really interesting pieces have been traded away for other pieces that will help them in the immediate future and over the next two or three years. So it's, yeah, uh, like if you're looking long-term, I think it, it's a good time for the Cubs. 
Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, Russell, Hap, and Amora. They've all, they're all very young. And they're both, they're all going to be here for at least another three, four years. Yeah. Uh, I so, think, I think there was a, a game like over the past week where the last five top picks played all at once. So you got Javi, Bryant, you got Schwarber, you got Hap, you got Almora all playing at the same time. And, you know, you, you kind of, uh, get a little frustrated because the second through 10th round picks haven't really percolated up to the surface. But at the same time, you're just like, Hey, you know what? The top picks are doing well. They are actually contributing and that's really what you wanted in the first place. So, Hey, more power to you. So I think that that's good. Like we got the core for a few years. We got a pretty solid bullpen that could probably uh, use a couple of trades over the off season to bolster, but uh, they're, they're pretty looking pretty good. And like you said, nine innings over the past three games, sweeping the Cardinals, like they gave up absolutely no runs. Like Pedro Strope has his issues, and obviously Justin Wilson has his issues. Grimm had his issues, but no runs given up. Mm -hmm. uh, from Dunsing got into trouble tonight, but he got out of it. Yeah, it, it was pretty great. I, I really enjoy it, and I, I like just putting trust. Like I assume the best of everybody and I just assume that, Hey, these guys have helped us as fans see the glory before, like in recent memory, they're probably still very capable. Like, let's just see, you know, whether Joe trusts them, Joe Madden trusts them, like uh, their teammates trust them and they'll deliver. And it turns out that they did. Till now our dreams have gone so you got a sports grade, right? I did. Uh, I, I'm going to do it with my son late, later on. Like, uh, I'll just uh, talk about, about it. But Hello, Jason. Oh, um, I'm back. Like, in every sports crate ever. Yep, we got a new sports crate. It actually <laughs> came mid or early September and I guess something is going to come later so let's open this guy up hey what's this oh it's uh another hat so many hats so many hats gotta take the cardboard out what is that a bot it's a water bottle well it's not a water bottle it is a tumbler of some kind hey just want some coffee no. It's kind of okay. cool though. Let's open this up because it's got like a thing in it. Uh, thank you for your purchase. Activate your warranty at Tervis.com. Oh, so it's got a lifetime guarantee. So I guess maybe we should open dishwasher safe, microwave safe, earth friendly. What is this? There you go. Oh, it's another. Oh. Uh, mother, mm -hmm. I think you might want this. Thank you. What is it? Hmm? It's an Anthony Rizzo baseball card. Oh, yeah. Mommy loves Anthony Rizzo. Attention, please read. As we continue our efforts to improve our products, we are making changes to the sports action figure lineup. We have incorporated research findings and subscriber feedback from previous crates and retool the collectible to embody more athletic attributes and better joint articulation, as well as refined sculpting techniques. So I guess uh, Anthony Rizzo will be delivered separately at the end of September. Like the actual person? Yeah, well, no. Like, if they deliver the actual person, I think Mommy might die. <laughs> uh, what, of a heart attack or...? Happiness, I guess. Okay, so we got the Tervis, two, uh, it's a, the 47 brand Cubs hat. You can take the tag off and see if you or Mommy wants it, because I have plenty of Cubs hats. Got the Anthony Rizzo figure. See that? Hashtag moist. And I guess uh, this 
crate only had the four items. I did not, once again, I did not receive a magic ticket. I am very upset about this. Hey, why is there a magic ticket here? Hmm? What? I'm just kidding. That's not cool, man. <laughs> Alright. So, it was, I guess, a useful sports crate, but not mm -hmm. a very, it's kind of an underwhelming but useful sports crate. And now mommy gets a new service because I don't really use this because I don't like drink coffee or anything. Coffee, coffee, coffee. There you go. Coffee. And I assume you took the Anthony Rizzo card, yes? No. Take it. Wait, where is it? It's right here. It's all yours. Can you grab it for me? Let's, let's see what, what they get. It's all yours. Because of um, what? Okay. It's not bad. Sports Crate exclusive August 2017, except it's now September. Boo hiss. Top card. You can give it back to mommy. Yes, you can has. And that's it for the sports crate, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of underwhelmed. I don't think I'll ever do this again. I gotta make sure I. Come on, you can get a golden ticket. You can be like. No, I mean I gotta get the the fifth crate anyway because you know if I cancel it, they just keep my money and not give me the fifth crate. But after this. I'm pretty sure I don't want to do this again. That's it for the sports crate. I think the Cubs are winning right now, so that's another plus. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. <laughs>
So let me tell you what I saw. Like, uh, I didn't see it right away, and I wasn't able to switch on the radio at all that day because I was in meetings and, you know, trying to grade papers and stuff. I checked it on game day, and I was really glad that the Cubs, like, ultimately pulled off the win again. But uh, and I'm sure Baker is, too. Yeah. He might have needed help getting out of the stadium had the Cubs lost. Yeah. And I think what happened is it, it – it, it's kind of weird how, how it worked in the postgame comments, but I think Joe Madden and Wilson said that they were crossed up, and John Lackey was like, no, that was the pitch I was supposed to throw, and there was no cross-up. But either way, it looked like Wilson had to stab at it, and because there is no good technology, like we've talked about it with Harry Pavlidis before, and there's Rob Manfred has said so, like the technology is 100%. Like, we know we should use robot umps, but the technology is not, just not good enough, and that's that's the reason why. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he had to stab at it, and I think that's what distracted the umpire, despite the fact that it was, like, 100% a strike. It was, like, the most textbook mm-hmm. strike you can get. It was above yeah. the knees. Mm-hmm. It was down the middle of the zone. And because Wilson had to stab at it, that's why he had to call a ball, or that's why he missed it. And the second thing I wanted to say is there's no accountability real time for the umpire. They can't do a mea culpa and say, you know what, that that was probably not a ball. I'll call that a strike now. And, and then everybody will get pissed off because then that's a lack of consistency. Like it's not like replay where you can reverse an obviously bad call at a base. This is the strike zone. And so you can't do replay for the strike zone. And I kind of wish that, they could or have some kind of like HUD or, you know, things that I talked to Harry about where you can display the zone and, and get like a buzzer in their ear and say, yeah, that was probably a strike and you should call a strike. You, you can't do that. So the best I could say is, you know, I missed it. Just try to throw another one down the middle and I'll call that. But they, they can't. Or do just that. avoid the contact with the bat whatsoever and that'll be a strike. Yeah, they they can't do makeup calls like that though, because uh, oh, they can, but it can't be too obvious. They it's can't close, be too it's obvious. gonna be a strike. Yeah, it has to be close enough. But uh, yeah, this there's no accountability. Like you know, the guy should have just worn it instead of th- tossing Lackey. Lackey probably deserved to be tossed, but tossing Contreras, I think, was more controversial with Cubs fans, and they got all really mad about that. And for see, I think the one Contreras deserved to be tossed more so than Lackey, and that's because by rule, Contreras made contact with the ump, which is why he was suspended. Uh Because he threw the mask and it bounced up and hit him. That's an automatic ejection. But if you know you openly and just completely blew a call for the rest of that inning, you should wear it. Let the guy just scream at you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's pride and dignity, and you don't want to have somebody in your face yelling at you. But sometimes you earn that, and that's one situation where I think the umpire earned a tongue lashing by at least by Lackey. Yeah, I, I think uh, Lackey's probably not the kind of person to to uh, to say I apologize. But Wilson actually was a big person and did apologize. And yeah, and Lackey said no. Nope. You know. Nope. No, no, I don't it was apologize. definitely the umpire's fault. Yeah. But when you think about it, Contreras didn't really get suspended at all. Yeah. If you really think about it. He lost I the mean, game check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lost the game check, which I'm sure Lackey or some of the clubhouse is going to help cover. Because I'm sure everyone thought it was bullshit that he got suspended. Yeah. But today was a schedule off day because he's not playing three games in a row just yet to cover his hamstring to help it heal. And got low to one game, so hey, it worked out. Yeah, Didn't really gets- lose him for anything more than it was planned. And it just cost him a little bit of money. And at this point, he's not really making too much, so while it's a, it's a lot to us, it's like a dropping a bucket to, to the player. Yeah, let's let's uh, do a calculator real quick. I, I gotta figure this out. So let's assume that like. Uh, Let's let's just be generous and give him five hundred and eighty thousand dollars. What's what's one hundred and sixty two of that? 
So he just lost $3,580 plus change, and, you know, some of it is going to go to taxes anyway, so it doesn't matter. But $3,500, that's like my entire month's salary, man. Yeah, a that's, a, that's a month, <laughs> that's a month a month's paycheck. Yeah, he's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a day for him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he actually gets two days off, and that's really nice because uh, Monday's an off day before they travel to Tampa Bay. And, you know, they, they said that Tampa Bay is supposed to give uh, Joe Madden a little bit of of recognition for everything that he did there before he opted out and moved to, moved to Chicago. But that, that's a really nice gesture, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he did a lot for that team. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish that uh, there there was some accountability, but uh, as a lot of people say, umpires don't get disciplined out in the public eye unless oh, no. MLD. Yeah. I'm sure Baker was punished, but they don't typically make that public at all. Except for, wasn't it Joe West that got suspended for his very public comments about Beltre? I think uh, they... At at some point, maybe MLB decides whether or not to leak those kinds of news, but uh, but it's yeah. not very typical. Yeah, they they try to uh, be, because the umpires are op- ultimately like the arbiters of the field, and so they need a certain level of authority and respect. But if they overstep those those bounds, and if they're just you know bad at their jobs, they're they, there needs to be some accountability. Like, you know, if I'm bad at my job, I'll, I'm going to get fined and fired and whatnot. And that's that's kind of what we're, we were hoping for with, with some of these because uh, they're, they're making it about them, and that's not very good. It wasn't a full-on ump show, but it was close enough because you're basically ejecting the entire starting battery for a mistake that you made. It, it didn't make sense. And while the Cubs players didn't, do their best to acquit themselves and just like, you know, act professionally. They, they didn't deserve to get fired or to get ejected. I, I don't think. I don't know. Whatever happened, whatever should have happened or should not have happened, that little fire on the offense. And they just went off like an inning later. Yeah. So, Hey, when you score seven runs in an inning, it, whatever was the motivating factor, go with it. Could it be our hero's moment? Could they somehow find a way? Will they rid us of these ghosts of shame? Now, let's talk about October because we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but a four-game lead with 13 to play, like stranger things have happened. But I feel like the Cubs are going to be okay with this. Let's uh, let's very quickly look at the remaining slate. So we got the mm-hmm. two against two or the Rays. And I believe we go four to Milwaukee. Actually, it's pronounced Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. We have four with the Cardinal. And then I think we have three with the Red. Reds, yeah. Do you do you go to any of the games to end the season? Cause I, I know believe I can... have the last two games of the season. Yeah. Who? Uh, you didn't go to the game today, did you? Or on Sunday? You um, went to the Saturday one. I went to the Saturday game. Yeah, the Saturday game was fun, but uh, I guess you didn't, go, you didn't go to the Sunday one because you went to the movie with the wife. Uh, did yeah, you go with the wife on Saturday? The movie. Yeah. I went with my mom on, on Saturday. Okay. Well, yeah, that that's fun, you know. Be, be cool with your mom because she she's the one who taught you to be a Cubs fan anyway, so that's good. Yep, and the tickets are hers. <laughs> I just help pay for them, but it's they're in her name. Fair enough. But I love going to games with my mom. She's she taught me to be a Cubs fan. She raised me that way. Yep. And I could not be happier. You didn't know how to fan the right way. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, let's look at the Cardinals. Uh, they obviously just got swept by the Cubs. They have three at the Reds, so that's that's no help whatsoever. Uh, but then again, the Reds, the Reds swept, swept the, Brewers. The, the Brewers, right? They got yeah. three against the Pirates that the Cubs just swept, but the Pirates, you know, can play spoiler. 
Uh, then they got the four that we talked about uh, in St. Louis against the Cubs. So there's the last head-to-head. And finally, three against the Brewers. So if anything weird happens in the four against Milwaukee or the four in St. Louis, then they're duking that out with each other at the end of the season, and the Cubs just have to sweep the Reds, which, you know, whatever. But Yeah, as long as the Red, the Brewers or the Cardinals don't sweep the other that last series, the Cubs will be in great shape. Okay, and now let's look at the Brewers. They got three against the Marlins just this weekend, and they won two out of three as the, quote, road team at Miller Park. And <laughs> I, I did – I did talk about this. Uh, I think that was the most logical destination that they could use. Oh, they could have played in Chicago at the White Sox ballpark. I suppose they could have, but uh, I think the issue was uh, potential rainouts. And I know that the weather report is much more accurate than it used to be, but, you know, there's these situations and like, say, the Pittsburgh series where – the rain came out of freaking nowhere and then they delayed the game for an hour because they couldn't even get the tarp on. And I think that's one of the things that they really wanted to avoid is like, you know, ideally you'd like a neutral site, but one, this late in the year, there are no off days anymore. There are very few off days and you have no makeup time. You have to, you know, get them in, especially since this is a team that isn't even in your division. This is the only time they're in town, right? And you have to make sure there's a roof. And so there's a lot of things involved. And I think, unfortunately, for us as Cubs fans, but fortunately for the Brewers, their stadium in Milwaukee was the most logical destination. Maybe, but it still sucks all the same. Yeah. It still gives the Brewers a bit of an advantage having that extra series. It did, but, but because yeah, the Marlins helped us out a bit by winning a game. So yeah, best so we could hope for. They win a uh, gain a game in the division, so that was fun. So after that, uh, on Monday, the Brewers, I believe, are the only team in the NL Central playing against another NL Central team. They're in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. So before yeah. they come back to Milwaukee to play the Cubs, they also have to travel. So both teams have to travel back to Milwaukee. So that, you know, kind of evens out the advantage a bit, I guess. Uh, So they got the four against the Cubs. They got three against the Reds, which might be no help, but again, the Reds kind of swept them and they get the bat first in Milwaukee. And then they go to St. Louis where I I said, we hope they kill each other dead figuratively because, you know, we don't want them to actually die, but we would prefer that they, you know, each go 30 games and extra innings and, you know, everybody's arm falls off. But, (laughs) yeah. Well, the Brewers are in worse shape than the Cardinals. I believe because um, Nelson went down every fifth game, they're having a complete bullpen day. Yeah, that that might explain it helps that we yeah. have expended expended rosters, but that explains Saturday because like you know actually they had it was have... Friday that was the bullpen day. Was it? No, Friday. Was no, the you're right because they uh, won like ten to two. Saturday was the one that Zach Davies had to pitch and he got hammered. So you're right. The Friday game, the uh, Jeffers Jeffries. Uh, uh, started and then they they just didn't mix and match uh, the entire game. But uh, Saturday, you know, Zach Davies was the one that's been giving the Cubs fits, and you know he, he's like discount Kyle Hendricks. I don't think he's that good, but his stuff for whatever reason works, and that's really super annoying when you, you look at it, it's floating in the zone, and you're like that ball should be hit like five thousand miles the other way, but he strikes them out, and it's super annoying. <laughs> it is. He's a frustrating yeah so you got those guys and i'm sure that's the same thing people feel about kyle hendricks <laughs> yeah there's no way he should get you up but he does yeah but yeah uh what what is it so let's say you need the cubs go set six and seven they would uh end the season with 89 wins the the Brewers would have to win 10 games. Uh, a few of those would have to be against the Cubs and the Cardinals. The 
St. Louis Cardinals pretty much have to win out. They have to go 13-0 and to reach uh, 89. So if the Cubs can win six of their last 13 games, they are in pretty good shape. They don't even have to go 500. That's that's the way I'm thinking about it. And the thing is, I think they can do better than 500 going going into it because they, you know, they they should be able to, they should be able to handle it. Should be able to. I'm not too worried at this point. I feel they're going to make the playoffs and they'll go head to head with the Nationals and the NLDS. What happens there is another story. But we'll get to that in a week or two. Could it be a hero's moment through the triumph and the tears? Will you answer all our hopes and prayers? And uh, let me see. Do you have the roster in front of you? Like, uh, I'm looking at the 40-man. There's For the Cubs? Yeah. So I was just trying to think of who active roster, who should be on the playoff roster, basically. Um, let's go through it real quick. So, I think the top four, if they're if they are all healthy, should be. I, I've seen this on the Twitter, but a lot of people have been saying that Kyle Hendricks should be the number one starter, and I, I can't disagree, but I feel like. Between Hendricks, Quintana, Lester, and Arietta, you can have Jake, John Lester, and Kyle any t- any time in the top three, and it'd be okay with Quintana uh, leading up the four, as number four, and then Lackey. Yeah, but you have to separate Lester and Quintana because they're pretty much the same pitcher, minus yeah. about five six years. Mm-hmm. So it'd be probably then be Hendricks. Lester, Arietta, Quintana, which wouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. So you'd leave John Lackey off the rotation, off the roster. Uh, I don't think there's be no off way the he ro- can be the bullpen. He said himself, has pretty much said it himself. He can't be a bullpen pitcher at this stage in his career. It takes yeah. him too long to get ready. That's probably true. So if that's the case. Somebody has to be left off. I wonder. I wonder if John Lester can can be a bullpen guy because he came in the game seven in relief of Hendricks. Because I I don't want to leave uh, John John Lackey off the roster because I think he he has something mm-hmm. to give. But at the same, I mean, time, they all have something to give, and you don't want to put any of them in the bullpen. But one of them's got to go in the bullpen. Yeah, because in the playoffs, it's like a three or four man rotation. Mm-hmm. And the Cubs have four guys that I think they could pretty much count on, maybe even five. I mean, you've got Davis, you've got Dunsing. Uh-huh. People hate him, but Strope you can count on. Edwards, I think you can count on more than you can. And then you have Montgomery. So they're not really hurting for bullpen help as much as people think they are. Yeah. Uh, let's assume either an 11 or a 12 man bullpen or pitching staff with 13 position players. Let's do, I'm pretty sure it'll just be Wilson and Alex Avila as the catchers. Uh, Probably. There's no way in hell Taylor Davis makes it. Okay. So that like, and as much as I like, as much as Rivera's done a good job. No. So yeah, yeah. it's probably going to be Avila and Contreras. Yeah, and you just say, hey, Rene Rivera, thanks for hanging out. You had some good hits. Here's a ring, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, let's see. So that's at least – that's mm-hmm. – Ten guys left, yeah. right? No, the are obvious... we doing a 13-man pitching staff or a 12-man? What would you do? Cause I don't I, think I... we need eight bullpen guys. I think we can make it with six or seven. Okay, so that would be 14 position players. That would help with the – because let's look at the bullpen game. real quick. Yeah. So, you have Davis, Dunsing, uh-huh. Edwards, right. um, Montgomery. I think Hexer's hurt, so you might not be able to count on him. Leave Rondon off, he, or he could be the sixth. At this point, I think you have to leave Justin Wilson off, and that hurts. Yeah. yeah. Think a, think a I, big time trade target like that. 
I don't think Sestrisny is going to make it either. He might. He was on the roster last year for either the DS or the LCS. Yeah, but he wasn't used at all. He was not. Uh, and then you have Grimm, who, oh, to be fair, none of the bullpen guys other than Chapman was really used mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year. It's Chapman and Bust, because he lost so much faith in everybody else. Yeah, well, they obviously had to use Carl Edwards and uh, Montgomery in the 10th inning, but yeah, that worked out well. But, uh, but let... These are the guys that I think are going to make the bullpen, mm-hmm. not counting the extra starter. I mean, yeah. Wilson, they're probably going to bring him in just because he was, like, the guy they traded for for bullpen help. Yeah. Strope, um, Montgomery, um, Edwards, Dunsing, Davis, and Grimm's probably going to be left off. Mm-hmm. And then the seventh guy would be whatever bullpen guys or starting pitchers put in. So there's your seven. Yeah, like... I feel like if you're going into the LDS, so the division series, and you kind of assume that the Dodgers are going to get the best record in the league, they're going to play the wild card. So that's either Arizona or Colorado or, you know, heaven forbid, St. Louis or Milwaukee actually busts their way into the second wild card. But uh, the Cubs are going to have to face the Nationals. And I feel like you want – uh, left-handers against Nationals because of Bryce Harper and Daniel Murphy. Yes. Yeah, so with the seven that I think will be in the pen, or the six actual bullpen guys, and you got Wilson, who's a lefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Montgomery, who's a lefty. Yeah, Dunsing, who's lefty. That gives you three solid lefties. And yes, I just call Justin Wilson a solid lefty because I think when it's go time that he'll be able to get the job done. At least I'm hoping. But I think they'll be fine with four righties and three lefties. And it could be four lefties, depending upon who's in the bullpen from the starting rotation. Could it be Lester? Maybe, but I doubt it. I really think Lackey's going to be in the bullpen slash off the roster. Mm-hmm. I thought, hey, who knows? Maybe they're gonna they'll put Quintana in the bullpen. You never know. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a waste of Quintana to tell you the truth. No, like, absolutely. If, yeah, if if you were going into the league division series against the Nationals, I think you might consider starting Jake uh, and Quintana and probably Kyle Hendricks. And then, if need be, Jose Quintana. And then uh, might leave John Lackey off just to get an extra pitcher in and bring Lackey back for the championship series. Uh, But I really don't know what they're going to do. It it might be a little too early to think about these. And, you know, Lackey's been pitching very well in the second half, so it's almost a shame to leave him off. Oh, and absolutely. Lester, yeah, Lester's uh, hurt, obviously, but he's he's coming back. He he's takes a while to ramp up, but it, he seems okay. And I feel like he he should be in the rotation. But at the same time, like I was saying, like he seems the most adaptable to be in a long relief role along with Montgomery. That gives you the extra left-hander if you don't trust uh, Justin Wilson. It, it's kind of... It's kind of a crapshoot here, I think. The position okay. players are a lot, lot easier to deal mm-hmm. with. Like, uh, you know, you'd think. Yeah. So let's say the Cubs max out and take eight bullpen guys. Uh huh. That so is that's... thirteen position, thirteen position players. Yeah, and uh, you and also. catcher obviously got Avila and Contreras. Right. Then you have eleven guys. Infield, it's obvious you're gonna have Rizzo, Baez. Zobris, Bryant, and Russell. That's five. Uh-huh. So that leaves us with six guys. <laughs> I think Listella will make it because yeah. Madden loves Listella for obvious reasons. He gives you a great at bat. Uh-huh. So that gives us, what, five guys left, I think? Yeah, so that's Elmora, Hap, Jay, Hayward, and Schwarber, and that's it. 
Like mm-hmm. if they if they drop a pitcher, then you could like argue. Then that you could keep Martin. Yeah, as a pinch they, runner. They, yeah, they want him in there as like a pinch runner, and he's pretty damn good at defense. Yeah. I mean, late in game, I would love to see a Martin Elmora Hayward defensive alignment because those yeah. three are fantastic defensive guys. Yeah, and I feel like also because we know that. Rondon's been uh, down because of a nagging injury, and Koji... You can leave him off the roster. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Koji is probably not going to come back because he's old and he's apparently broken as well, so that kind of sucks. But he'll get a ring if the Cubs manage to win, which I think they can, because despite their struggles, they still might be the best team in baseball this year. When you just look at their offense and what they've done post-All-Star break... Yeah, and I, I feel like if they played the Dodgers now, they would probably not get swept. They did win the first series, and then they got swept. Like, just it was unexpected in L.A. earlier in the year, and that was when just everything was out of sync. But uh, now that they are getting kind of used to each other, it, it feels a little better. Uh, and there's no guarantee that the Dodgers would get past the wild card team, but the way they've been playing lately. Yeah, they just Arizona's got over like a twelve game losing streak and the Diamondbacks look just looking solid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the Dodgers have their own share of injuries too, so they, they gotta deal with that. So it's it's kind of uh not a guarantee for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think any of the top four teams in the National League can win it. The Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, the Cubs or the Nationals. Any four can easily come out of the National League and get to the World Series. Yeah, and uh, who they yeah. play? <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have a great series on both sides. The Indians look unstoppable right now. Yeah, uh, got Houston, who's basically uh, the American League Cubs without the ring. Mm-hmm. You got Boston, who's been playing great. So we'll see with that. Yeah, I think the Boston actually lost to the Rays uh, earlier. Uh, today, but uh, you know they obviously are still leading the division by three games. The Rays are fading out. Uh, it looks like uh, they're they're facing. Is it Lester versus former Cub Chris Archer on Tuesday? And then, I believe so. And then Wednesday, I forgot it's who. To be determined, I think. Yeah, that might At be an area to start. Could it, be. It, it, it's a hopeful, but. Uh, you know, they're probably not going to give Jen Hosang another start just yet uh, until they've clinched. And then they're just like, you know what, we'll just throw you out there and see what happens. Because, you know, we've clinched and we want to rest our arms. And I'd, I'd, I'd probably give Sang another start. Yeah. Because despite the outcome, he didn't look too bad. Yeah. I mean, I want to blame it all on a lot of nerves, but... Uh, wasn't pretty, but delivery and motion, all that. He was hitting his spot, but the other team was just hitting the pitches. Yeah. But I don't think he was as bad as the results. So I would give him another chance, but maybe not until, like, the division is all but locked up. going to be a very interesting time. I think like just about every team in any situation can look unstoppable. They can also have their flaws like we've seen with the Cubs this year. So it's just like they say, just get in and see what happens. Like everybody from the players to the front office themselves, they, they are saying that. And this is what we're going for. Like if the Cubs can get in and right now it looks very good. That like they should be able to get in because the pressure is off them and on the the chasers. This should happen. Mm-hmm. And the Cubs don't have the weight of 108 years on their backs anymore. So a little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time, and the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Yep. That's a bit more pr- pressure that they don't have. It'll be a lot of fun. I'd like to see that AC sign uh, keep 
being at zeros, but uh, yeah, that would be nice. You know, just one before I die, right? Yeah. And now it's, got... I need more than one. Yeah. But hey, how about just? I'm happy with one. How for about now. just three before I die, or four? Hmm. Five. Well, they have the they have the talent. They can get it done. They got like what twenty four left before they can catch the Yankees. So you know that <laughs> that could sustain us into retirement. Yeah. If they can win the next twenty four, I'll be a happy man. Yep. Well, well I'd uh, probably get tired of winning at that point, but yeah, never happened. Nobody's ever getting tired of winning. Like you know, Yankees fans, they they get kind of peeved if the Yankees aren't leading the division or in first place or, or you know, even in the World Series every year. So you gotta imagine that this is what the Cubs fans are feeling right now. Like. Hey, we've tasted it big time, and now we want it every single year. None of that just one before I die thing. Yeah, just give me one more. The next year, one more. Year after, yeah. one more. <laughs> yep, just one more. And, yep, I guess uh, the next time we come together, it'll either be after the uh, Milwaukee series or at the end of the season when we could preview. The, the actual Layoffs. roster. Yeah, we could talk about the roster itself and maybe what they might want to try this off season. But uh, yeah, I, I'm trusting this team. I'm trusting Joe. Like he's made some interesting decisions, but they all seem to work out in the end. So I I feel like everybody's earned their trust. And you know, this is something we keep harping on, and we're probably homers and stuff. But I, I feel like this team deserves our trust and. The only thing we can control is the amount of faith we have in them. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they've looked like crap at pretty much at least half the year, if not three quarters, but they're starting to look like the team that we know and love from 15 to 16. So you got to trust that they're going to put up at least a fight in the playoffs. Hmm. Don't, and even if they do get swept by the Nationals, which I don't think they will. This is still a dominant team that'll be back year after year in contention. I mean, yeah. look at the look at the Giants. We'll prove how hard it is to repeat and to win. I mean, one year they're great, next year they suck. Next year they're in, then they miss the playoffs again. I mean, I had stats out there um, earlier. Since 2000, only, I think, seven out of... 17 teams, 16 teams have even made the playoffs the year after they won the World Series. Right. There's only one person or one team since um, 2000 that made it back to the World Series after they won. And I think there's only been like two teams or one team that's even won the division the year after they won the World Series. So despite what you think should happen, history says that, yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah. Like, even with playoff expansion, only a third of the teams even make the playoffs. It's not like the NBA or the you know, the NFL or even or the, the NHL. Teams. Yeah, like more than half the teams make the playoffs. Their, their marketing ploy is the playoffs, whereas MLB uses the regular season quite a bit. And so... You know, I, I, I'm I'm having fun with the season. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel. Okay. I actually think this race is more exciting than last year. Yeah. I mean, this September, it's more exciting because it's close and it's unpredictable. It's more. You got to pay more attention. Last year, at this point, like, okay, come on, let's wrap up the season. Let's get to the playoffs. Come on, let's get going. We're even doing that like back in July, saying, okay, just end the regular season. Let's just get started with the playoffs. Let's go. There was more nerves, more anticipation, yeah. not as much excitement at this point because people are still worried that, oh, my God, the Cubs are going to collapse at this point. It's another pipe dream. Stop getting our hopes up. Yeah. And now <laughs> that worry is gone because they actually won. Yeah. Now people can worry that they might not be as good as they were last year, which was historically good. Yeah. And if you want them to be historically good again, I don't think they'll ever be that good. Yeah, they just threw everybody away. Yeah. But 
get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you win the division by 20 games or two. Just get in, man. Just get in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we had the same thing, right? Like in 2015, after they got swept by the Phillies, they got no hit for the first time in like 50 years. They, they were like, oh, man, this the season's over and ended up winning, you know, the NLDS against the Cardinals and then they got swept by the New York Mets and they're like, oh man, this team is not ready for prime time. And then they ended up, you know, winning a bunch of games to start the season. And then they started collapsing before the all-star break. And they were like, oh, this, this team isn't ready. And then they ended up, you know, making it all the way. <laughs> Blowing everybody away. Yeah. And then they, they were down two to one to the Dodgers and they were like, oh man, the season's over. And, then they ended up winning in six games, and then they were down three one. And oh man, it's it, it's a repeating repeating trend. Yeah, it's like you know, Cubs you... fans are destined to to think of failure, and I I don't know how you can fix that other than to say like we've been saying, hey, maybe it's time to just chill out and just enjoy mm-hmm. the games, man. I mean, even going back to last year, going back to last year, including this year. This Cubs team plays its best with its back against the wall. <laughs> Go back to the NLDS. They had to win game four because they did not want to face Cueto again in game five. So what do they do? They won game four. <laughs> with the Dodgers, they beat the crap out of Kershaw, who is, I'm sorry, guys, the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Because they did not want to get to a game seven. <laughs> With the World Series down three games to one, they just steamrolled. This team plays its best with its back against the wall, and I think you're in for some very exciting baseball these next two weeks because the Cubs know that even though they don't have to win every game, they probably can because their backs are pretty much against the wall because mm-hmm. it's much closer than people think think it should be. At this point, yeah. So you guys are in for some very exciting baseball. I believe so, sir. Yep, and uh, I, I think that's pretty much where we're at right now. We think that uh, they'll get into the playoffs, and then we'll just see what happens. And hopefully, they they keep rewriting the narrative because. Like otherwise, you you're basically like Kato Kalen on Brewers mm-hmm. Twitter. Who like, by the way won. is the they best won follow in base on Twitter right now? Kato yeah. Kalen is like the best follow in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Every day he's quitting on his team when they lose. I, mean, I think the Brewers are looking really good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably be a shtick. Yeah, it's got to be a shtick because like uh, I, I I don't know, man. Like, they won handily today, and, like, three minutes before they won, they were like, he was like, oh, my God, you struck out with the bases loaded, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, they're up 9-3. to three. Shut up. <laughs> but, seriously, check him out. He's seriously, like, the best follower on Twitter right now. He's very entertaining. Yeah. Every day he's calling for Council's head. He's going off on Garza, who, let's be honest, we've all wanted to go after at some point as well. Yeah. Probably have. And as you raise that flag forever, only you can lay the And you know who else is a good follow on Twitter? Well, not really, not not as nearly as entertaining as Cato, but uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, you Absolutely. You can find Ben's official World Series Dreaming Twitter at at wsdreaming underscore Cubs. Um, at Cubic Snarconia. We are also on Facebook at wsd.cubs. Uh, you can find us at worldseriesdreaming.com. I'd like to thank Rich Deanna for our theme song and Randall Sanders for providing us with the final out call by Pat Hughes from the World Series. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you should obviously rate and share us. Uh, rate us on iTunes so we get, like, you know, some kind of score. Uh, it could, I mean, even if it's a 1.0 or something, like at least people know to avoid us, but I don't think it's a 1.0. Uh, <laughs> we're know, solid like, 2.5. Yeah, we, we actually hit uh, over 2,000 downloads uh, of our little podcast, uh, and this is over 24, 25 episodes, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that, considering that, you know, we're not that big of a blog. It's 
pretty good. 80 downloads per episode on average. Uh, some of them are a little more, some of them a little less, but uh, I'll take it. Yeah, and you, you should definitely try to follow us on Facebook. That's where most of the dumpster fire comments come into play. Like, I think we've been dropping a few followers here and there because we wouldn't stick to sports, but whatever. You know, it, it's it's a hobby, and I mostly do this just to amuse myself anyway. Yeah, I haven't even been around that much lately myself due to marriage plans, and now I have a wife who takes up most of my time. It's all right, you know that's. But I love important. her. That's important. It's worth it. That's yep. very well worth it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, every now and then, if you want to complain or offer words of encouragement or suggestions, you can definitely email us. World Series Dreaming at Gmail dot com. Send us love notes, hate mail. Don't send us death threats, but send us anything you want. Questions, yeah. comments. Or if you'd like to write, we could we always want more writers. We could always Help us use out. content. Oh, yeah. Content is good. Yeah, it's just very hard to generate content because we're all busy like with things that we have to do in real life. But With wives and jobs and yep. sleep. Yeah, sleep is important. I, I think we should get, be getting to sleep. So until next time, Cubs fans, thank you for listening, and go Cubs. Bye. It was more than just a game.